0: Ne bouge pas! We're reviewing French action thriller Point Blank on episode 70 of Have You Seen. Hello French from the internet. Welcome once again to Have You Seen. We are of course in the submersible. Um, and we're going to be talking about Point Blank, a, a French movie, not a Lee Marvin movie from the 60s. Um... I pitched it to Tom last week. I am Kieran Point Lefort, and over there is Tom Blank Webb. Bonjour. <laughs> oh, we're not. No, we're not going to do the whole thing in French because that will fall down within seconds. <laughs> yeah. it, look, it took me long enough to look at what "don't move" was. <laughs> yeah. well, you, uh, you'd get further than I would. And uh, and the look, the only thing. The only French I know is my own surname. Well, um, the, the,
1: only, the only French I know is what I've just said, oh. and quotes from uh, Panico Village, yes. which won't be much use in everyday life.
0: No, not really, unless you're going to be shouting at French horses. <laughs> yeah. So, point blank, I should explain, uh, and I should explain by finding my notes. Um, I'm just going to, actually, I'm just going to read the synopsis off IMDb, that's easiest. Honest. Um, Samuel Pierre is a nurse well he's not even a nurse he's a nurse's aide he's a trainee male nurse um, who he saves the wrong guy a thief whose henchmen take Samuel's pregnant wife hostage to force him to spring their boss from the hospital a race through the subways and streets of Paris in shoes and the body count rises can Samuel uh, evade the cops and the criminal underground and deliver his beloved to safety That's sounds it. about
1: right kind
0: uh, it's eighty-five minutes long. Yeah, it moves at a hell of a crack. Uh-huh. Um, I like it because it's—it really is an ordinary man thrust in, thrust into an action movie. Yeah, he's the least macho person you can think of. He's a, just—he's a, a. I said last week he's a Frenchman with a big face.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, he reminded me of Eric Cantona.
0: Yeah, he does look like Eric Cantona <laughs> a bit, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, he—you um, know. You, don't, you have no idea who he is. He's not Bruce Willis. He's not right. Arnold Schwar- it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a nurse. Well, well one thing that struck me
1: was that the maj- if this was... Um, right, th- let's take uh, Die Hard 4 as an example. Okay. Bruce Willis is the hero of Die Hard 4, right? Mm-hmm. Who is a man who's thrust into a situation. Mm. His sidekick is Justin Long, mm-hmm. who is...
0: A nerd thrust into a, nerd, a situation,
1: even more the ordinary guy. He doesn't have the cop training. Yeah, what we have here is imagine if you had Die Hard from Die Hard Four from Justin Long's point of view. Yeah, so it's it's pretty much from the sidekick's point of view in a way because of the way the relationship he gets with the safe cracker. Yeah,
0: he's really the hero. In a way, in a weird way. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I wanted to, uh, there were lots of details I wanted to keep from you last week. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad. Which is why I didn't read that whole synopsis.
1: Yeah. Uh, And there's more that isn't in that synopsis. Oh, yes, yes, Um, definitely. So, overall impressions are what was really nice about it, or I really liked about it, was it was short, punchy. Mm. It's not set up for a franchise in any way. No. It's a self contained thriller and it shows you that a complex, thriller that is packed full of twists turns changes in allegiance changes Mm. in trust can be done in a really nice compact movie Mm. and not feel rushed
0: no I mean Uh, I eagerly await the two hour long remake starring Russell Crowe
1: it would be two and a half (laughs) hours easily because yeah it's just it just kept going and going and going and it Mm. was really like you just got swept along by it which I thought was great Mm. um But that's one of the things I really liked about it was the fact that you had, so you start off very much from, well, in fact, the opening scene, you see our safe cracker whose name is State. Uh, Something like that? uh, Sate. Sate. Yeah, Uh, He's he. So you start with him and you follow his escape from an unknown thing. He's been shot and he gets knocked down by a car and taken to the hospital. that's what i mean by he's almost like what would be the traditional lead in a in a hollywood movie yeah. because it's his his story and then you kind of have that sidekick mm. that you follow the other the other movie that kind of uses this in a way is um, night and day where you've got tom cruise and cameron diaz i've not watched that i, know I don't you care haven't. enough about that it's entertaining it's, it it's exactly what you want it to be it's mm. entertaining okay. and fun but it where you kind of have that thing where you're telling the story from a kind of a combined perspective that you normally wouldn't. I don't think. Hmm. Um The thing that first struck me was that I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen the Galmont logo for years.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit fancy, isn't it? I know I know the Galmont logo from the I first saw it as a kid on the front of an Asterix animated that's exactly movie. That's exactly what I was going to say. From, yeah.
1: yeah, I remember watching those as a kid. And Now it's a big fancy CG, CG yeah. mess of a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was just like, oh wow, I didn't yeah. I didn't even think they were still going really. Mm. Um, and then the opening stuff, particularly with the cops, feels very much like you know. In the UK, there's a very there's a a big trend in watching European uh, gritty crime dramas. Things yeah, like the a killing lot. and yeah, yeah. Uh, the bridge stuff at the moment, and French Spiral is French, I think. Mm. Um, but they're shot in a very particular way. Mm. Not I'll be honest, I haven't watched any of them yet. I mm. keep meaning to. Um, but I've seen clips and a lot of the early setup in this felt like that Mm -hmm. so I wondered if there were I I didn't look into I meant to look it up to see if the director or anyone had come from that background come Mm. from a TV because it felt kind of like that rather than cinematic the director
0: the only thing I can name that he's I can't think of his name but he directed a film called Anything for Her which is a similar Man Must Get Wife Back which was remade as The Next Three Days in the US oh right
1: yeah okay Um, so yeah and I, I like the the setup where you've got this very much I guess like something like taken or something. It's mm. a very obvious setup. Yeah. Um, but I like the way that um obviously in something like that you've, you know, like Liam Neeson's got his CIA skills mm. and John McClane's got his cop skills
0: yeah. and you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, this guy can stick a plaster on you. He's yeah, exactly. not even qualified no. to reconnect somebody's oxygen. Yes, you discover. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but what I love is the moment where he's he's trying to, basically his wife's been kidnapped, he's told he has to get this guy mm. out of the hospital and he ends up in a lift with the guy in a bed and a cop mm. and he needs to get rid of the cop. So mm. he goes to an unfinished floor then zaps him with the cardiac paddles Yes, and he just out of the thing and i thought that's that's really great because it shows it's him trying to figure out how to use something he knows to achieve what he needs to because there's no way he could take like he couldn't fight this cop yeah um so he has to utilize what he understands Uh, and and then you you know he has to do things like he has to sew the guy back up after his stitches Bust was mm. they're walking through the streets and things yeah. like that. So, I loved all of that and the fact that he does use his skills mm. and and everything he knows. Mm.
0: Um, um, before you get to the bit with the cop in the lift, yeah. um, the scene where the wife gets kidnapped. Yes. Um, I didn't see it coming. I knew it. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I noticed. I watched this. This is the only the second film I've watched twice before we did the show. Yeah. The other one being Paranorman. Yeah. Um, and I noticed stuff. This time around that I didn't notice oh, first okay. time. Yeah. So that scene where she gets kidnapped, she's she's being told, she's six weeks away from giving birth and she's being yeah. told she has to lay down, she has to stay on her back for the next six weeks. Yeah, she's yeah. not happy about no. this. She's a fiery Spanish woman and she's not yeah. happy about laying down yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So there she gets some... up to make breakfast. Yeah. But you don't know, you know, because you know the premise, you know the wife is going to get kidnapped. Yeah. And he comes home from this night where he... um. Where somebody tries to kill Sate in his bed. Yeah. And he's like responsible for scaring the guy off. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he comes home uh, and just kind of flops into bed next to her. Fade out. Fade back up. He's still in bed she's not yeah and that's the moment where i thought he was going to walk around the flat and just find that the, she's gone. yeah that's what yeah. i thought and as it well. fakes you out like that yeah and then you know he just walks wanders into the kitchen she's making breakfast yeah. then they go through into the next room and he's telling her oh yeah your husband's a hero he saved a man's life yeah. and that's where he gets beamed on the head and she gets kidnapped <laughs> yeah yeah In quite a it's a real shocking kind of close-up way as well yeah, well, it's done from... You, it's done from the kidnapper's point of well, one of the shots is from the kidnapper's point of view, right up next to him, and you yeah. just see the hand come in yeah, and smack so him you, on the back all, of the all head. Yeah, so all you
1: see is the arm. So, yeah. kidnapper PV, arm comes in, smack on the back of the head, and it cuts to samuel's pov as his vision blurs and he falls down and as he's falling to the floor you see the 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 kidnapper walk over to the wife who's screaming and he grabs her and pulls her away and as you black out as samuel and then you you wake up again to a phone ringing which is how he is then told you know do this do that yes
0: yeah it's pretty pretty terrifying it is actually yeah yeah
1: um it's i think there's um like I say, there's some bits in this which, which felt kind of almost TV in style and other bits that were yeah. really cinematic. Mm. So uh, some of the stuff in the cop in the uh, police station yeah. with the cops at the beginning felt very standard TV blocking and all of that kind of stuff. Some yeah. of the stuff in the hospital as well. But then, obviously, the opening chase sequence is more cinematic. The... Uh, as soon as Samuel has to go to the hospital to take the guy out, it becomes really slick. And mm. uh, the, the sequence of him getting him out of the hospital, which involves mm. the bit with the, the cop in the uh, elevator, mm. uh, and then a bit later on where he's getting him in and out of the there's thing. A, I th-
0: that was really good. It was really with the, tense. With the lift, after he's knocked out the cop and yeah. he's telling Satay that he's got to take him, he blocks the um, the lift doors to stop the lift going back down with the end of the bed. So the yeah. doors keep opening and closing on the other bed. And that's used really effectively in the frame to keep like blocking yeah. blocking parts of it off. Yeah. And that looks really nice.
1: Yeah, no, there's some really great stuff yeah. there. Um, and it, there's some other nice little touches. So they they get out of the hospital and y- you get to a point where you realise that um, they're actually working together now. Mm. So before, he was taking this man, and you assume that he's taking Sarte to the men that shot him. Mm. But you realise he's not. Mm. This is Sarte's brother yeah. who has kidnapped the wife mm. and is using him to get him to safety. Yeah. So now, whereas at first you thought they were opposing forces mm. with uh, Samuel... Forcefully taking him out of the hospital, you realise they're not. And well, it's really once
0: uh, Sarte's brother is killed that. Well, no, it's they're bad. on the same page, I think. No, or maybe. It's, it's well, they're no, slightly no, it's before, no, it's before that. that it's, the- it's
1: when they get out of the hospital mm. and Sate, uh, Samuel's like, "Get in the ambulance, and we'll steal it." Something, mm. and Sarte's like, "No, let's get the bus." Mm. And you go, "Oh, hang on, that's that seems weird that they're working together." Mm. And then there is a tiny moment on the bus where you know that. They're working together, kind of. Mm. Samuel's got a gun to oh, Sarte's the back, yeah. yeah, and a little bit's peeking out under the coat, mm. and a, a little child notices it, and Sarte notices the kid noticing mm. the gun, and he just winks at him, mm. as if, yeah, this is all a bit of a game, mm. and the kid just ignores it and carries on rather than making a fuss, yeah, and you kind of, that's when you start to twig, oh, okay, and then they start. Samuel gets a phone call and they ask to mm. speak to him and then that then it comes revealed that hmm. this guy knows the guy on the other end of the phone.
0: Yeah. Um I keep looking down at my notes. I don't really have no. any. I've watched it twice, and I have almost no notes for it. Yeah, because I mean, it's so short, you can't write anything, and it moves at such a pace, you have to keep watching. Absolutely. and it's got subtitles, yeah. so you have to keep reading. Yeah.
1: Uh, so they, they they try to do this switch off, which doesn't work because the bad guys turn up. So these are the bad guys. Yeah. I'd say the villain, the bloke the
0: who looks like Mark Strong and his mate. Yes. Yeah.
1: The the villains are the people trying to kill Sate. Yes. For reasons unknown at this point. Yes. Um. They try to do a trade in a train station, for the wife for Sarte, but these these villains turn up, so they abandon it. Um, and one of the things I really like in that scene is that the villains spot Sarte and Samuel and give chase, mm. and they 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 run. And they draw their guns and they're, they're running through mm. the, the back corridors of the station. Mm. And they happen to stumble across two security yes. guys pulling bags of money, yeah. taking bags of money to a security van. Who, and they think they're being robbed yes. by the villains, but they just kind of awkwardly walk <laughs> past them yeah. and then carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was really kind of that was a really nice moment that, yeah. that you kind of go, "That's interesting. These 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 villains must you know." You think if these were just gangsters they would have grabbed the money and run anyway yeah so there must be more to these guys yeah and that that's when just everything starts going all over the place yeah and you just you don't know what's going on mm. like we well, you know what's going on but yes. it, you don't know what's coming next yes um we kind of get to the bit where they're holed up in a in a flat yeah Sarte's s- apartment Yeah, his, his apartment. stitches have split yeah and- so samuel has to redo his stitches yeah. and satay goes to the to have a shower and yeah. and get a gun that he's got hidden there. Hidden in the toilet. Yeah, hidden in the toilet. And and so and Samuel realizes the extent of the situation he's in and mm. tries to call the police and let them know what's going on. Mm. Police arrive, and then that's when it was really like, wow, okay, I didn't see any of this coming. Because <laughs> it turns out the villains are actually a squad of policemen. Yes,
0: but not the squad he phones.
1: But not the squad he phones. And the main f- le- fee- female lead cop, who we've assumed was going to be the person tracking them down for yeah. the entire movie, gets shot straight off the bat. And yeah. you're like, "What? I did not see that coming. Yeah. And then it all kicks off. Yes, And it, it goes into this really complex plot mm. of a group of policemen have yeah. killed a businessman uh, so the son can inherit some money mm. and then they're going to blackmail the son with the videotape of them doing it. Mm. And then to make the murder look like a robbery, they set Sarté up, who's a mm. safe cracker, and that was the thing he was running away from yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, And now it's about Sarté and Samuel working together yes. to try and prove not their innocence but to try and prove, but to prove the guilt of Werner uh, is the name of the, the, Verna, the lead yeah, cop, to prove who has a it, brilliant
0: bad guy face he does he, just he really looks, looks evil. Mean. yeah
1: yeah and so what they decide to do is take Samuel out of the equation give him his wife back get them out of the way hmm. they go to the wife unfortunately the brother is dead and she's been kidnapped for the second time this time <laughs> by Verna. yeah and now she's stuck in a police station effectively kidnapped yes Now this kind of massive game of cat and mouse Mm. occurs, and this is when Sarté suddenly comes into the hero role and mm. he pulls in all these favours and like you know yeah. he starts riots and things for diversions because yeah. they know that now they have to break into the police station to rescue the wife and find the USB stick with the video on to yes. prove the guilt of Werner and it, I mean that's basically what happens. Yeah, Tom this. just told you the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, which I, I but I mean this this is it's constantly ebb and flow changing. I think probably every five to ten minutes there's a new twist that just keeps yeah yeah shuffling around. And, yeah, I really thought it was excellent. I mm. really enjoyed it. It really keeps it moving. Mm.
0: Um, the uh, the foot chase through the Paris Metro where they've got yeah. – where the cops have got – it's one clean cop and one dirty, dirty cop, cop. Yeah. and one cop who doesn't know what's going on at all. The yeah. guy with the big tash, I think. Is he the Ye- third one? No, it's the, the clean cop's – well, I guess he'd now be her boss, given that the – Yes, yeah. yeah,
1: the younger woman who's quite – Yes, yeah. it's the
0: younger woman and a guy – in his forties, they're like good cops, and they've got Mark Strong bad cop with them. Yeah. Um, and they chase Samuel into a metro station. Uh, and to find him, they go into the security camera room and yes, leave that's really old cool. cop behind, and he's giving the other two directions yeah, through yeah. the. So
1: he's like, he's in this stairwell. He's going to that platform. Yeah, he's doing yeah. this. Yeah. That's a great chase. Yeah. That's really really good. I really like that. I think um. Uh, I I like I said I love the way that you know you get those. Change. You get those sequences that become tense because you know that some people know things, other people don't, and yeah. it's just a matter of time before mm. someone either connects the dots or someone lets something slip or something mm. goes wrong. And you get lots of sequences like
0: that. I well, you think it's going to be? I'm going to keep calling him Mark Strong cop because he's bald and he looks like yeah. a French Mark Strong. If yeah. Mark Strong was a if he was Mark Lefort, yeah. then it would be. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, this is what he would look like. Yeah, but the first time i watched it i thought it was going to be him making the mistake because he he yes. tried to shoot at samuel yes despite being told not, not to, to yeah. yeah
1: yeah um so kind of after all that they decided to get into the police station mm. Um, and that's where I love the fact that Sato has an app for safe cracking. Yes, the codes. Yes, which I think is brilliant. He's got a little black black light that shows where the fingerprints are on the buttons, yeah. so he knows what numbers are punched in. Yes, and, and he then puts those a, into his iPhone. And yeah, it and tells then the combination. Yeah, yeah, he's like, these are the combinations, and you just go through the combinations. which well, I that, thought it was really cool. The
0: thing I like before that is when they when they're going to go into the police station, and he's got The French police have orange armbands. Yeah, the plain clothes police have orange armbands that they put on when they yeah. want to identify themselves as, identify themselves as police. Yeah. And Sarte's got one of those and he puts it on and tells um um Samuel. Tells Samuel to put to let him cuff him. Yeah. And he, he says, Well I thought I was gonna be the police. I thought I was gonna be a cop and he goes, No, you look too nice. <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, so there's some great stuff in there. Uh, and then we get to the point where the villains start to realise that something's going wrong with their plan, so mm. they decide to off the wife. Yes. By throwing her out of a toilet window. As I said, it's
0: the best pregnant woman in a toilet fight you're ever going to see. That
1: scene is just crazy. We're you seeing her slowly manhandled towards that gaping open window. Yes. And you know that Samuel is in the same building desperately trying to find her. I think yeah. That cross-cutting. And then you've got Samuel trying to crack the safe.
0: It was a little bit of luck that he just happened to burst into the right toilet, though. <laughs> True, yeah. Although um, I did learn the bit where there's a there's a short scuffle before that where he's looking for his wife and he sees through a crack in the door a pair of feminine legs yeah. pushes it open and it's a it's a transvestite being quizzed by a, a, a cop cop, yeah and he's like oh sorry sorry and tries to leave but the cop notices like the the, the like the wanted photo yeah, and they right. have a little scrap yeah that is with Samuel smacking the guy in the head with his own dumbbells, dumbbells yeah yes yeah. but that's then paid off later. Mm. as they're running as he's trying to get the wife out of the police station yeah. with another shot of the um uh transvestite being handcuffed she to, look. there's no way i beat him up it was the guy in the photo <laughs> yeah there, so there's all
1: i mean all of that going on at yeah. the same time um yeah i th- I think it's like i said i don't really have many more notes no it's just it's it's a great little thriller mm. um and I just think it's refreshing to see something that's just so well packaged.
0: Yeah. I love know? these little action movies, low-budget action movies that surprise you from nowhere. Off the yeah. top of my head, uh, the what I call the proper version of Drive. The Mark de Cascos Drive yeah, movie. It yeah, was yeah. made for nothing and it's yeah. full of awesome fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, the Raid was made for yes. nothing and yeah. it's just a great little thriller. Yeah. Um, and this, uh, I could probably come up with a whole bunch of examples. Yeah, no, but absolutely. Yeah. I love those films, those small, those low budget films that just turn out to be excellent.
1: Yeah. And they, I mean, there's a lot, you get a lot of, um, I guess, like District 13 would be another yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be
0: another one. That's another great example. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah and I, th- yeah, I think there's a lot French. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's um, I I think actually the reason that we don't see many coming out of Hollywood is because of the proliferation of dramas and thrillers like that on television. Maybe because you know it, it's people people are spending those sorts of
0: budgets. Oh, on yeah. a TV series. Oh, yeah. Do you know than, how much an episode of Game of Thrones costs? No? Approximately six million dollars. Really? One That's episode. Insane. Yeah. Wow. It's Did crazy, you... and this movie was probably made for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you think,
1: well, that's Shaun of the Dead money, isn't it? Really?
0: Yeah, Um there were a couple of things. Mm. You say there's a moment where you 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 talked about um Sarte having the hero role. Yeah, but there's a bit where they uh, go and interrogate the fat guy Marconi, or they use him oh, as yeah. a setup. I really, to anti, get Werner out. I suppose anti-hero is more. Apt. Yeah, yeah, but um, they kind of use Marconi as bait to get Verna out of yeah. the police station. Yeah. Um, and it's the bit where he uh um Samuel persuades him not to kill Marconi yes, and he goes back and does anyway, and yeah. that's a bit where I at least kind of realized that although he's helping Samuel, he's not the good guy
1: no uh, yeah absolutely, but then by the same token there i mean it's like if you take James Bond as a as a, as a as the hero, yeah they they uh, even in the really campy Roger Moore ones, uh, I think it's in mind you if I get this wrong. I'll be lambasted quite severely.
0: Hey, you're the Bond fan. I, know, I won't know.
1: I know. one I think it might be. It might be Octopussy, or it might be Furo's Only. I don't. Know. I don't know. He's on a rooftop, mm. and uh, he's interrogating a henchman, mm. and the henchman is on the ledge, and he starts to slip. So he grabs uh, Bond and grabs his tie, and he's mm. holding on to him. Bond gets the information he wants and rather than pulling him back like he should because he's a good guy, Mm. he just slaps the guy's hands and the guy lets go and Mm. falls off the roof. So even with like heroes you expect like James Bond, there are still those moments where they do things and you think, wow, that's not, Mm. that's not what I was expecting to do. So I think, you know, there's, yeah, you're right. He's not a good guy, Mm. but he's still got that Mm. anti-hero property. Mm. About
0: him. The um the other thing is when it gets to the end and um, uh the the wife is clearly going into labour and yes. Samuel gets taken away from mm, her. That's and, horrible. That scene. Yeah, and so she gets his beard. He's then taken and uh, firstly I didn't first time I watched it I didn't notice Sarte pass him off the phone the first time I watched it because he's against the corridor. Yeah, and Sarte kind of brushes past him. And you see him push something in the pocket. Yeah, and then a phone rings and. Uh, they take it out and yeah. it's a phone with the USB stick with the video on tape to the back. Yeah. yeah. And they then take him and watch the video. And Werner comes into the room with Mark Strong Cop. Yeah. Uh, as they watch the video in front of him. Yeah. And that's him. That's his comeuppance. Yeah. Then you see Samuel go to the hospital mm. and his wife, you see through the window and his wife's lying in the bed with an empty crib at the end. Yeah. And I wrote down what I shouted at the TV. Yeah. I shouted, no, don't be French about it. Give them their baby. <laughs> I, <laughs> I honestly thought they were going to end it yeah. with an Well, that's the thing, ending. Because
1: uh, when you, you're slightly wrong, in the cupboard, she wasn't going into labour. She was hemorrhaging. and the baby's I don't know anything be, about no, babies. But, uh, but, but, but the babies, I, I, I can't quite work it out because it's six weeks at the beginning, but by the time the kidnapping occurs, it's there's, there is a passage of time of a couple of weeks there. Uh, Although the, yeah, there's not like much. A... the actual so moment still... of the
0: movie takes place uh, in two to three under, weeks afterwards. In I under think. 24 hours, though. It does, but
1: yeah. I think that the, the bit where they're having the scan at the beginning is a couple of weeks before the 24 hours of the movie takes place. I don't know if it is. I think it is because, because... the first
0: thing you see is um, Sate getting run over. It is. And that would be that's the it that's is, the that's, that's but the in, night. In
1: the scene with the scan, mm. she's talking about being six weeks away from giving birth. Yeah. And then later on in before she gets kidnapped, she's talking about it being something like a month so there's Mm, a definite gap anyway I must have missed that anyway yeah Yeah. so uh, yeah no she starts hemorrhaging she's actually bleeding rather than giving birth Mm. Um, and that's what because the the cops are basically arresting Samuel and tearing him away from his wife who may be in that moment losing their child and that is really quite gut-wrenching to watch
0: and the final thing yeah I uh, you know I said last week this movie should be called Don't Move yes uh, because of the amount of times it shouted (laughs) I counted 10 Brilliant. There are ten instances of somebody uh, yeah. shouting Nabushpa uh, <laughs> someone else. It happens quite a lot. Yeah. Marvelous. So a thumbs up then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a recommendation yeah. for you people to watch it. Um I have some listener correspondence. Hold awesome. on. It involves oh god, I've just had a whole flurry of emails delivered to my iPad as I open the <laughs> email app. Uh let's start with Kenny Vengeance has watched Dread. Okay. And he says, uh hey guys just finished watching Dread and wow I loved it. Oh cool. Uh, I was definitely wary of this movie. I thought the Stallone Dread was garbage and I recently saw the Total Recall mi- remake which was awful. Yeah. I didn't really see any reason to think a rebooted Dread was going to be any good, but your review a while back piqued my interest. He's one of the few people I've ever seen to spell peaked in piqued my interest correctly. Really? Yeah. Anyway, so with great trepidation, I hit the local Red Box and rented it. I wasn't disappointed. I loved the action and violence. The effect of the slow mo drug was really cool looking. One of the best new action movies I've seen in a while, and I'm considering picking up a Blu-ray. Yeah. He also says great work on the podcast, but cool. self-congratulatory.
1: Awesome. <laughs> um, I think I picked up the Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray, at that for like eleven quid.
0: Uh, it's even cheaper than that now. Yeah, I'm going to uh, if you go into a or you have for six pounds. Yeah, uh, I'm going shopping at the weekend. I'll probably be buying it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, I um, yeah I did enjoy that, actually. Dread. It's good because that seems to have divided opinion a bit, actually.
0: Mm. Um, just a quick note uh, from yeah. Graham Hubbard, yeah. who says, I spoke to an old school buddy who I introduced to the podcast, uh, and he really likes it. He's telling me how he and his wife go out running together listening to Have You Seen. <laughs> oh, nice. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, keeping couples together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Stuart Allen has sent a review of The Imposter. Oh. This contains one very big paragraph in the middle. Okay. So uh forgive me if I go off track at any point. A little bit of time travel about to happen (laughs) in the podcast. Spoiler warning, I'm about to read an email that spoils the imposter. If you haven't seen the imposter, um watch it and then listen to this. No, listen to episode fifty five where
1: we review it and then listen to this later. Do all of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Watch just watch the imposter. That's that's the important thing. Yeah. After you guys made such a point of telling listeners who haven't seen the impostor uh, imposter, imposter, yeah, starring Kevin Costner, yeah. the imposter. Right. Let's start again. After you guys made such a point of telling listeners who haven't seen the imposter to stop listening and save the rest of episode fifty-five until they'd seen it, I did exactly that. Oh, good. So after having had a half-illust episode saved on my phone for over three months, I finally got around <laughs> to watching the movie and listening to your thoughts. Brilliant. <laughs> First of all, I completely agree that if this was a drama, you'd say it was too far-fetched. Yeah. The editing of the footage together, mixing talking heads to camera with dramatic recreation of key moments, was superbly Mm. realised. And there was a particularly good use of sinister-looking silent moments. No, wait, silent shots. Sorry, I've got my lines mixed up. Sinister-looking silent shots of Frederick Bourdin when they're talking about how the con was worked. I'm not sure I felt anywhere near as much sympathy for Bourdin as Tom did. Sure, it's clear he's a messed-up young man uh, and likes to have a traumatic upbringing underdog sensibility or not I didn't ever really find any heroism in what he did yes he wanted love and acceptance but he could have found a level of that in a children's home in Spain his habitual and very impressive lying was about his, uh, his own greed for more mm. he could have taken off from the hotel the night before he flew to Texas but he wanted to see how far he could go likewise his downfall of pushing for media coverage which eventually led to Charlie Parker uncovering the truth yeah. was his own confidence in his con pushing him too far mm. as for the family there's definitely something not right there <laughs> the mother especially talked in such a detached and monotone voice about what should be a really emotive subject that I had a massive issue believing her at all. Mm. Like she's got a massive wall up around her and she's prepared and she's got a prepared statement. The sinister was more believable, but the big red warning light for her was the sinister, sorry, stu- not yeah, the sinister. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a sinister movie. (laughs) The sister, in fact, was more believable, but the big red warning light for her was when the FBI agent said they called her and told her this wasn't her brother, only for her to turn up and embrace him at the airport anyway. Like Kieran, I was questioning everything. As a documentary, though, it was a wonderful subject, with the key being Bourdain's participation, talking us through every inch of the con. The movie without his participation would still have had merit, but not been anywhere near as enthralling. I realise I've just spoiled the film for anybody who hasn't seen it, but this really is one best gone into with little to no knowledge of what happened. Fascinating stuff.
1: Yeah, Maybe we should record a quick spoiler warning now. You can insert it before you read that. Oh, yeah, right. Hold on.
0: listen, uh, okay. <laughs> a little bit of time travel about to half in to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler warning, I'm about to read an email that spoils the imposter. If you haven't seen the imposter, um, watch it and then listen to this.
1: No, listen to episode fifty five where we review it and then listen to it's like do all of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> watch just watch the imposter. That's yeah. that's the important thing. Yeah. Okay, back to right, back, back to present now. day. Yeah, okay. Um do I have any more listener correspondence? No, but what I do have yeah. is um I found out where we're listened to around the world.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh our numbers are going up. It's awesome. Hey. Um I also need a uh, some water before I can do this. Cool. This is just going to be a man reeling off a list of country names. All right. Uh, it's probably going to sound like a World Cup draw. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> in alphabetical order, we are listened to in Afghanistan, Argentina, Australia, Austria, Bangladesh, Belgium, Bermuda, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Brazil, Canada, China, Colombia, Costa Rica, Croatia, Cyprus, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Ecuador, Egypt, Europe. There's one <laughs> there, there is one person who listens to us in Europe. So I think that's a spy hiding their location. Finland, France, Germany, Ghana, Gibraltar, Greece, Guam, Hong Kong, Hungary, Iceland, India, Indonesia, Iran, Israel Islamic Republic of. Right. Ireland, Isle of Man, Israel, Italy, Japan, Korea, Republic of. Right. Kuwait, Latvia, Macau. Malaysia, the Maldives, Mauritius, Mexico, Morocco, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Nicaragua, Nigeria, Norway, Pakistan, Paraguay, Peru, the Philippines, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, Slovenia, South Africa, Spain, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Switzerland, Syria, Taiwan, Thailand, Trinidad and Tobago, Tunisia, Turkey, Ukraine, the UAE, the UK, the United States, Venezuela and Vietnam. Wow. 80 countries.
1: Yeah, that's one person just travelling the world. You realise that? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a pretty impressive list. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, China, we're second mm. most listened to in China after oh, really? the UK. Right. They only have access to about three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But they account for just a ridiculous. They amount for almost a quarter of our downloads. Wow, that's insane! It's unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, that's how we're expanding. Yeah, that's and, cool. Um,
1: yeah, we want So to. all those people around the world send us like reviews, pictures, yes, you know. we ha- we'll happily receive any, any emails from any countries and run them through Google Translate to Oh that's funny. <laughs> <yeah>. Send us
0: <laughs> review in a foreign language. Yeah. And uh and we'll run it through Google Translate and read it out because yeah. that will be funny. Yeah. Um yes, thank you very much. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. We are sort of planning some things.
1: Yeah, we've got some ideas for future shows to keep yeah. things entertaining and different and hmm. fun. Would anybody want to listen to us live, for example,
0: or watch us live?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's something we've been toying with, isn't it? Yes, Uh, we have the technology. Yeah, so we're just trying to work out how we might go about or what we might do for a have you seen live. Um, We haven't quite decided what we want to do, had a couple of ideas. But if anyone out there has an idea thinking, I know what, I'd love if you guys did that uh, and... Because the idea of doing it live was maybe we could interact with some of you, maybe via Twitter or something like that. Uh, We could do something that's a bit more interactive Mm. uh, on on a given date and time. Mm. Um,
0: You wouldn't have have to watch it live. We would release it afterwards in podcast form Uh, and and whatnot. Uh,
1: And a video on the blog or something like that. But but
0: it would just add an extra element to it. So we're not going to force you to sit up. We'll try and do it as like time zone neutral as we can
1: exactly yeah yeah so uh yeah we're thinking about it if anyone's got any suggestions as to what they'd like to see uh, mm. in terms of that format i guess uh we'd be we'd love to hear what, what you think um we've had a few ideas but we don't know what we're going to go with just yet yeah so
0: what you'd like to see does not mean costume suggestions <laughs> yeah no,
1: absolutely yeah Yeah. we're not just going to perform random acts yeah,
0: yeah or maybe we should act out the room again oh god no yeah no, no? all right <laughs> no so the pitch this week's a little bit special. Yes. Uh it's based off the wonderful birthday present that Tom bought me yeah. last week, because last week was my my, my birthday podcast. Yeah. We've each had a birthday podcast. This yeah, is yeah. pretty good going. Um Tom bought me um a double pack Blu ray, uh which I'm going to pick up off the floor right now. Hold on. It's a long way to the floor and I'm now a year older than I was. Uh Tom is disappearing into the corner and fiddling with curtains and Ah. I know not to look at that when you switch it on I just look straight into a very bright light um oh dear it feels like (laughs) (laughs) sorry Tom's being harassed by technology um the light has completely collapsed (laughs) In his hands and he's now, because it's on, it's too hot for him to fix. So, um keep shall I pause on, and let you I fix? I go, like, should I, go, I just go, give us, do, keep going, keep give go. it some go. blah, blah while you... Um, you keep going. Hang on. I should be videoing this. Tom faffing around. What are you looking for? I was
1: looking for something to cover my so I could
0: touch that light. <laughs> I'm not going to suggest taking your shirt off. No. Um, there's drapes in that corner and or the blanket the blanket. Why am I telling people we got a blanket in the submersible? <laughs> Tablecloth is probably a better uh, yeah. better um description. Um this is fascinating audio for everybody, isn't it? See, if this was a live video show, <laughs> this would be this would be amazing.
1: Uh, we'd be more prepared.
0: You think? <laughs> well, maybe. Okay. If we do a live video show, maybe we should do a behind the scenes of the setup as well. Oh, maybe we should. If anybody gives a shit about that okay. other than uh, me. one
1: I'm talking as if anyone else can hear me, but I guess only you can because yeah. I'm away from my mic. Well, maybe uh, other people can hear. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as normal then. Yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah. Maybe we should do a uh, we should do a tour of the submersible. Maybe as a as a blog extra. Okay. Not a bad idea.
0: Look at him. I'm not going to look at it this time. There we go. I'm not blind this time. I'm not blind. Right. Right. So now back. I have some lights, so the I can actually. On. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because uh, he wants to video this. Just- or I want to video this. Okay, the two-pack I was... Wait, uh, so, ready? Do, do you want me to start now? If you like. Okay, hang on. Okay, I'm going to edit it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, fine. Amazing. Okay, the two-pack I was bought uh, is Command Performance, starring and directed by Dolph Lundgren, and The Condemned, starring and not directed by Stone Cold Steve Austin or Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh, you can see it's still... Has the cellophane wrapper on it i'm yeah. going to unwrap it on the show, and we're going to decide via coin toss which one we're going to uh review for next week yeah but I think at some point we should review the other one as well
1: yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: um i'm kind of hoping the coin lands on it lands on its edge, so we have to do both <laughs> right yeah. uh, so i'm gonna i'm going unwrap this and uh wait. I have to do it by the microphone, otherwise people don't... There we go. There we go. So, I had a look on the internet to see what people had to say about these films. Yeah. Um, They're both very stylish Blu-rays. Let's have a look. uh, Command Performance comes with the making of Command Performance. Right. There's Dolph Lundgren. Excellent. Looking tremendously handsome. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the German poster for this has him topless with a tattoo holding an (laughs) AK-47. Excellent. Uh, and the condemned says, ten people, will, ten people will fight. Nine will die. <laughs> I presume that the one left over will be Steve Austin." <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. There we are. This is round with special features.
1: Yeah, actually, that's not a bad blue... You know, considering it came in a two-pack, there's a lot of stuff on that.
0: Yeah, it has a 7.1 DTS surround soundtrack.
1: Oh, excellent.
0: Uh, It has the making of The Condemned, a Capital Carnage reunion. I don't know what that means, but I know that Capital Carnage was one of the worst WWE pay-per-views of all time. Right. Stone Cold at Movie World, storyboard sequences, theatrical trailer, audio commentary with the director, and audio commentary commentary with the director and Steve Austin. (laughs) Right, So, um, <laughs>
1: so the one with just to direct on his on his own is what he was too scared to say while sitting next to Steve Austin. Yeah, probably. So yeah. we
0: have these two films. I think we should, uh, by way of pitch, we should read the synopses on the back, right? Uh, and I will read Oops. the little bits of information I could glean from the internet. Okay, dokie. So, um, as Tom is playing camera op, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm doing all the reading. Yeah. Uh, we shall start with command performance
1: you give one to, I could do one if you like.
0: Yeah, you want to read a synopsis? Yeah, which one's this? Yeah, uh, that's the condemned. Condemned. Okay, right. Okay, okay. I'll start with command performance, which says, <laughs> "What are you doing?"
1: <laughs> I just try to swap hands and put my fingers over the lenses. Excellent,
0: fine. good. This is this is a professional cameraman, <laughs> yeah. okay?
1: Yeah, I don't professionally use an iPhone. Yeah.
0: I've seen people that do. Yeah, I know. So have I. Yeah. Anyway. A Moscow charity concert turns bloody when armed extortionists take American pop star Venus and the Russian president with his family hostage. Help is on the way when the drummer of a heavy metal band, Joe, Dolph Lundgren, the Expendables, teams up with a young <laughs> Russian FSB agent to fight back. Outgunned and outnumbered, they soon realise that things are not as simple as they appear when ghosts from the Soviet Union come back to haunt the present.
1: This just sounds brilliant. It
0: sounds amazing, doesn't it? Is there anybody else in it you've ever heard of? It stars Dolph... It says... New Image presents a film by Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, come on, performance. Melissa Smith, Christo (laughs) Skrumpelpov, Dave Legeno, (laughs) Clement von Frankenstein, I'm not making that up, James Chalk, Mark Coolidge-Johnson. I've not heard of any of those people. Story by Dolph Lundgren. Oh, wow. Screenplay by Steve Latshaw, And Dolph Lundgren, brilliant, directed by Dolph Lundgren.
1: Wow, it's the Dolph Lundgren show. It is, indeed. 93 minutes. Okay, let's go go for The Condemned. Right, hang on.
0: Do you want me to take the professional camera?
1: Right, okay. So we have... Where we go. All right. Jack Conrad is a death row prison in a corrupt Central American prison who is purchased in inverted commas, Mm -hmm. uh, by a wealthy television producer to take part in an illegal reality game show.
0: Legal or illegal? Illegal. Okay. I did say illegal. Okay, I wasn't sure. It kind of got a bit lost. All right, fine.
1: Uh, Brought to a desolate island, Conrad finds himself trapped in in a fight to the death against nine other condemned killers from across all corners of the world with no possible escape. and Millions of viewers watching on the uncensored uh, violence online. Uh, Conrad must use all of his strength to remain the last man standing.
0: That's a really long synopsis.
1: And earn his chance for freedom. So, I mean, that's just Battle Royale and Hunger Games and yep. Series 7. Yeah. And...
0: Stone Cold Steve Austin is Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: Oh, that looks like there's some amazing... Oh, does that mean
0: Vinnie Jones plays the bloke he fancies? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I don't... I... If I had to pick one, mm. I think I think Com- uh, Command Performance might edge it for me just because okay. of Dolph Longren. What about you? What
0: would you? I don't from? know.
1: They're, I mean, oh, I, I I think no. Regardless of the outcome of the coin toss, we 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 should we'll end up cover watching both. both. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, not this episode, but but in the future. Yeah. All right. Okay. So
0: so I'll take, you take that back. Again. Okay, you're gonna do and that. um right. Command Performance 2009. $6 million budget, went straight to DVD. All right. I found one review on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's not yeah. even enough for a score. All and right. the quote, uh, the, the, the feature quote is, an exercise in tedium and yearning for the good old days where straight-up action films were respected by the masses. Right. There's a review, <laughs> I also found a review on Amazon, which says, given the premise of a drummer taking on terrorists at a rock concert, I thought this would be dire. But as an action fan, I just had to see it. The shock here is that whilst not being on the same level as other terrorist movies, the obvious one and defining one being Die Hard, it's actually quite a good movie. Cool. So that's one from the critics and one from the fans.
1: And uh, not bad.
0: No. Huh. No. Um, it scores 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb.
1: Okay.
0: The Condemned, 2007. As far as I can tell, it had a budget of about $20 million. That's not bad. It was released theatrically in the US right. and clawed back eight. And eight, then went eight on what? eight million dollars. Oh, right. No, not <laughs> eight dollars. <not> <laughs> no, one <laughs> boat one went bloke, to see yeah. it. And he was on a discount Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um or maybe two people went on Orange Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um but it then pulled back twenty-three million on DVD. Oh
1: wow. Okay. Which isn't bad going. So they made a profit of ten.
0: Uh thereabouts, maybe, but once you factor in like the production of the DVD and the marketing no, and advertising suppose, yeah, and all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing, then probably there probably five. isn't a lot of profit. I think this and uh the Marine starring John Cena are yeah. the only two profitable WWE movies right, ever okay. made.
1: Did 12 Rounds not turn a profit? I don't think so.
0: Right. Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Mm. In the great pantheon of recent WWE vehicles, The Condemned ranks somewhere above the Kane vehicle, See No Evil, and below the John Cena starer, The Marine. Quote number two This is why wrestlers wrestle and actors act. As act. <laughs> Brilliant. Quote number three. This is a fast-paced, well-made piece of garbage. (laughs) Um, IMDb. (laughs) I found user reviews on IMDb. You guys want to know why The Rock, also known as Dwayne Johnson's movies, are so much more successful? Because he does his signature move, the rock bottom in every one. I waited the whole movie for someone to get stunned. This movie sucked. (laughs) And Scott Wiper, who's the director, isn't a bit subtle with his Nazi idealism. He bangs you in the head with it. He simply makes a movie in which all the dark-haired, dark-eyed women are killed and all the blonde women live. That's what this movie is about. If he intended to show anything else, he fell miserably due to his predictable and dull pattern. Okay. And finally, this makes me laugh. This is kind of like an apropos of nothing and a little bit of a spoiler, but it's The Condemned, so who cares? Yeah. A question on IMDb facts section says, Where does Conrad, Steve Austin, get the roll of duct tape that he uses to attach the metal reinforcement rods to his forearms? So, this That's is what we're looking movie, at here.
1: Yeah, kind of movies we're looking
0: yeah, at. Yeah, uh, this is 6 out of 10 on IMDb and has a massive 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> wow. I'm going to put the iPad down because... Yeah,
1: I need to do a coin toss.
0: I'm all out of notes and I need to do a coin toss. So, we live in Britain and I was hoping for a 10p piece or a 50p, yeah. which are, you know, e- easy, to- decent sized coins, yeah. good to flip, you know. All I have yeah. are 5p, yeah. which is about that big. Yeah, and a pound coin, yeah, which is about that fat. Yeah. So we're going to use the pound coin. So we wanted to video this to show you that the coin toss was legit. Yeah. Am I going to flick it and drop it on the floor, or am I going to do the you, old flick you, and catch it?
1: No, just flick it wherever you like, and then I'll I'll find it. Right.
0: Well, if I try and flick it and catch it, there's a chance I'm going to knock the mics over. Yeah. If there's if <laughs> no, I flick it are, yes. and put it on the floor, there's a chance it's just going to roll away under the door <laughs> and out of the submersible. Uh, so uh, go on. Let's see if I I'm going to look at it, influence it in any way. No. Right. And ready? Yeah. Whoa. Did it's go gone hard. under the computer. Hold on. And it is. Oh, hang on. We didn't decide what we oh shit. <laughs> that
1: kind of helps if okay, we Okay, so what was what? what? Um
0: heads con- uh heads condemned tails command performance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. Okay. Let's just makes like, Wait. Heads on one side. Yeah. Bridge on the other. Yeah. So heads or bridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh just to prove it's not a double-headed coin. I won't go quite so... No. What
1: have we got?
0: Can heads. the camera focus on that? Yeah, heads. It's heads. Yeah. So, what do we say that was? I can't <laughs> I think we said it was The Condemned. Yeah, I think it is. Okay, so... Condemned. Condemned. Yep. Condemned we will be you. reviewing Battle Royale starring Steve Austin, Austin. <laughs> and uh, and Vinny Jones uh, and gigantic Australian non... Well, he was supposedly a wrestler, but he was terrible, uh, Nathan Jones. Right. Um... And that will be your featured film next week. Awesome. And then at some point, we will get down, get round to doing Command Performance, which yeah. I also think we should probably do blind, Yeah, like neither absolutely. of us having yeah, watched no, it. No, I think we should, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Awesome. All right, hang so on. So there we go.
0: Tom's going to turn the video off. Done. Excellent. So, if you've seen The Condemned, and why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you you, uh, do you really... know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be i make a bold statement here and predict that this is the movie where we'll get the most reviews we have ever had You think to... so no
0: no okay <laughs> um if you have seen the condemned i recommend that you uh that you tell us about it yeah uh you send us a tweet on twitter at h y s podcast you leave a comment on facebook facebook.com slash have you seen podcast you could leave a comment on the blog if you liked have you mm-hmm. Or our preferred method of communication, as taken by Graham and Stu and Kenny this week, uh, would be podcast at haveyseen.net mm-hmm. The email. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly of new show posts. Retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. Reviews and ratings on iTunes keep us visible and relevant. And um, occasionally we pop into new and noteworthy, which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, and your pitches and reviews of new films, and what no. Your pictures for new films, yeah and reviews sense. of stuff we've already covered, band. yeah, yeah, thank you to uh everybody who emailed in,
1: yeah, that was fantastic uh
0: thank you to uh everybody in all those eighty countries who listens to us every yeah, week that is, which is also fantastic to, better, to, to
1: fantastic. Like, when we started doing this, I would never have dreamed we would have
0: no, I pretty much like- it. figured it it was going to be your wife and a couple of my mates listening to this, yeah it's me too, yeah and I, that's about yeah, it,
1: yeah, and like you know yeah i th- I, th- I thought we'd get maybe few people in the uk maybe a couple of our friends are in the us and canada and and that'd be it but yeah to get 80 countries
0: we are global yeah we are indeed now we're gonna go and visit them all <laughs> yeah do a tour yeah there we go Have you we seen could do an tour? 80 episode tour knocking <laughs> on the doors of these people
1: yeah, i'm sure that'll go
0: down <laughs> i hope it's more than one person in each country that'd be pretty terrible if it wasn't <laughs> i don't know if i want to No. No, there are some countries on that list I don't want to visit, but I'm not going to say which ones, because <laughs> no, then they'll stop listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure you're all lovely, wonderful people, even yeah. if you live in oppressive states.
1: Yeah, well, they must be, because they listen to this show. Absolutely.
0: Thank you, of course, also to Upbeat Productions for the use of the submersible. Yeah, And it's slightly odd set up this week, because you probably couldn't see on camera, no. there's a lot of equipment on, yeah. on the desk that we usually yeah, use.
1: Yeah, you, uh, you might remember from a few weeks back, Kieran and I tearing a hair out over various technological problems we were trying to solve for yes. a project. Uh, we have now... Uh, figured all of that out and it's yes. all working quite nicely but yeah. it's half set yeah. up in the but over there, there looks a
0: bit like a cheap 70s sci-fi TV <laughs> yeah it show. does it does a bit yeah um,
1: <laughs> yeah well no we should think about um, doing the submersible tour yes. and maybe a behind the scenes on how we record the show
0: maybe we'll see if we can get Alexia Marm our technical wizard who we should also thank yes to appear on camera
1: I'm sure he'd love that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you can see his magnificent beard yes that's it. We're done. Yeah. Come back next week for the condemned. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I wonder how many times people will shout "Don't move" during that. Probably none of it in French. <laughs> yeah. Um, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.